Welcome to Mark My Words, a podcast that not only aims to inspire and teach the listener about entrepreneurship, it also aims to give my guests an opportunity to talk about their unique journey in entrepreneurship and life. So join me and my guests as we meet at the crossroads on Mark My Words. So if you had told me a year ago that I would be doing a season three premiere of Mark My Words with somebody that I met randomly on an app called Wisdom, I would have said you are out of your mind. However, that is where I'm at today with ICF certified coach of Song and Myself Coaching, Gracie Ellen Moore, who was an absolute pleasure to come into whatever they call, I guess they call them talks on wisdom. And she just popped up. I remember us talking about music and we just had the most lovely conversation. And I think we pretty much decided in that talk that we were going to do an episode of Mark My Words. And now today, despite the cold, Despite the ice and the snow up here in Pennsylvania, the cold to uh, at least the Graciela in Florida, even though I think it's warm, despite all the elements, despite me being under the weather, we are here today. Welcome to Mark My Words, Graciela. How you doing? Thank you so much, Mark. That was such a lovely and genuine intro. It's been so wonderful, right? To meet randomly, like you said, on Wisdom, on a talk, and to just connect and then decide. And here we are manifesting that intention and bringing it to life. So yeah, that's awesome that we were able to uphold that and make it happen. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I. this is amazing. We talked about doing this months ago, and I kind of needed a little bit of a hiatus, even though I didn't really tell anybody that. That's pretty much what I was doing. But uh, we should probably talk a little bit about uh, the Wisdom app a little bit, since I think are you're also a top mentor on Wisdom, correct? Yes, I am. Um, and so anyone with an Apple device, I'm not sure that it's been um, already released for Google. Do you know if it has? I don't know. I just went to the website before we started and they were talking about how it will be coming to Android and all that stuff. But I don't know if it just hasn't been updated or whatever. Yes, that's fine. So everyone, we are top mentors on Wisdom. Download it on your Apple device and listen to our talks. And if you have a profile, then you can join us. Yeah, and I mean, you can schedule out an actual talk with somebody. You can just go on there and just say, hey, I feel like talking about this topic. What do what do other people think? And they can just join your talk, much like Graciela did on mine. At least, like, it was more than once. I think it was two or three times. And every time was a wonderful experience. And that's how you wind up on Mark My Words, I guess. I never forgot about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a pleasure. Well, we are here today not only to talk about your coaching career and how you apply everything that you're doing to social media, and you are very active on social media, and you do such a great job of combining all that and putting it together. But I also want to talk a bit about what got you to this point. I mean, when you were growing up, did you ever think that you'd be like an entrepreneur working for yourself? Did you think you'd be working in an office your whole life? What, what did you think way back when? And that can be high school, that can be like five years old, that can be 20 years old. 
Yeah, that's a great question, Mark, because I, I know exactly the answer. <laughs> um, and it's, I was 13 when my baby sister was born. And then a year and a half later, so when she was 18 months old and she went into daycare, so I was 14, I guess, um, 14 and a half, that's when I got my first summer job in Puerto Rico. And I worked at the daycare center where she was. Um, my mom would all summer long from like my end of the school year to the beginning of the next school year, my mom, who was a full-time uh worker secretary at the time you know she had a full-time job and um, she was also the breadwinner most of our lives she would drop me off at the crack of dawn at the daycare center and then pick me up at like 5 p.m so I worked I nabbed when the babies were napping and all of that because I was like the the pet right in the in the daycare and that was my first job. And I got my first pair of shoes that I wanted to get that summer. And I got the bag that I wanted that, you know, come that fall, um, my mom couldn't say no to the bag I wanted for the new school year because I got it for myself. And so I learned um, pretty early on the value of, you know, hustling, working for what you want, the value of money, obviously. And in Puerto Rico, the value of money is so distorted because most of the things that we get to enjoy over there are imported. And so for, for them, for us in the island, it's actually really expensive. You know, the, the two pounds of strawberries that I literally paid $2.49 in Florida, my family spent $6 for in Puerto Rico. And so it's, it was really early on. And I pretty much worked every summer, every holiday from 14 years old into adulthood. Um, and so becoming an entrepreneur, having that business mindset, what more can I do? Um, it was, I don't know, it just, it naturally evolved. So you caught the entrepreneurial spirit at a really young age, but you also, from what I can see, you know, you're like extremely creative. I can just see right behind you, like you're just got art all around you there, very creative. You went to school for English literature and film studies. Uh, how did that impact you as far as like being entrepreneurial and also being very creative? Did, did that just feed into that like a little more of a free-spirited uh, side of you if that makes sense I mean oh yeah it makes sense it's a really loaded question though I feel like All it's right. a three-part <laughs> question so yeah let's break it down shall we uh and hopefully I can follow along and remember if not then I hope you're taking notes so <laughs> you know because so the creative side is has its own answer and its own history, right? And so we are, we're three daughters, three sisters. Um, I'm the one in the middle and both my parents, but more my father were both uh, very musically inclined. Our dad was a musician. Like I have a, a vinyl record with a ton of music in it. And I know that my father was in that recording and his face is on the cover along with other faces. And so that was our life growing up. We were encouraged and, you know, I say it with quotation marks because it was more like enforced. <laughs> we were encouraged to go to music school and to pick an instrument or two or three. Um, and so while other kids were doing sports, we were encouraged to go to music school um when it comes to visual arts like painting and watercolors and whatnot um I did take like the YMCA classes and I was very active and and visual in my art class in school however growing up as an adult it was I, I deviated towards words poetry um I got hooked literally hooked with the English language when I was six. And so 
the entrepreneurial fire within me didn't happen until I was 13, but the language and that desire to pursue a higher calling, get in touch with my inner desire to learn a language, eventually leave Puerto Rico, so on and so forth. All of that started at six. And then um, really that six-year-old desire to do this and that really shaped the entirety of my life, literally up until this day because I went to music, uh, I went to school to pursue literature and then film, well, I'm a TV baby, I'm a movie ma- baby and I learned English mostly because of movies and books. So literature, film, I just didn't know what else I liked. Like I wasn't gonna go to school for anybody else but myself and I'm like, what do I really like? Well, I like books. And I like movies and I like English. So I'm just going to do that. And it was just so natural and beautiful, really, despite whatever struggles um, at the time that we all have. Well, and now here we are. Yeah, here we are now. And I'm glad that you were kind of like encouraged to go with something that was in your heart that was a bit unconventional because I know for me, I took kind of, kind of a similar path in that what I do is ingrained in like the entertainment business, but that wasn't like always encouraged where I was growing up. It was just like, you should just get a business degree. Don't do that. You're not going to make any money, this, that, and the other thing. But it was always in my heart and my soul to just be a part of that. Like I always wanted to, I didn't really know if I had talent to be in front of the camera or anything like that. I just wanted to be around it. I wanted to be a part of it. And I love hearing stories of people just being free to pursue those kind of things. And if life takes you in another direction and you're, you got a cubicle and you're happy, then so be it. But I mean, you only get one opportunity to do what you want to do. So that's amazing that you uh, embraced that and went for it. Um, so once there, there came a point where you decided to come to America, when did that come into play? So I had a car accident um, when I was 26 or 27 and got disabled from my job in Puerto Rico. Um, I was working full time. I had benefits. I was making more money than my dad at the time who had a cubicle job, who was also a struggling artist, uh, musician, if you will. Um, And so 27. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it was a blessing. It was really the catalyst for me because a month into the deepest, darkest despair of my life, right? I mean, think about it. Um, I'm at the top of the hill. I'm making more money than my dad. I'm pursuing my master's degree in screenwriting. Um, I have a full-time job. I had a bachelorette pad that was, I mean, it was rented, but it was my own, right? I lived alone. Um I had a brand new car, OMG, a brand new car that I drove off the lot. It was, dang it. And and that's the car that got messed up in the accident along with my neck, got disabled from my job because of my neck injury two or three months into this painful journey. Um, there's a job ad in the newspaper for fully bilingual teachers in Texas. And I was like, well, I didn't go to school to be a teacher, right? And I feel like this is where, this is where inborn hope plays a part in like how we show up and how we spark a flame. It's, you know, I didn't go to school to become a teacher, but I've tutored 
I tutored, I, I had tutored at the time, my only um, educational experience with kids in school was one-on-one -on -one tutoring. I did that for like 11 years. And so, and it was always English tutoring. Um, you know, I put that experience in there with all of my confidence, all of the um, support of a degree in English and all of the hope in the world, really, literally, like all of the hope in the world to send in that application, go through the process of getting interviewed and whatnot and get the job and move to Texas and hate it. But I hated it, but I did make it. And so here I am, you know, six or seven years later in Florida, but it was, it was definitely so inspired. And I still have to finish answering that question earlier, the third part, but I, we're getting there. Okay, perfect. So did you, I know before we started, you said that you hated the weather in Texas, but what it was also the job in, in addition to the weather, was it? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, yeah, now you make a really good point that I might have to journal on because the fact that it wasn't only the weather but also the fact that, I mean, I just, it was, it was, it's literally culture shock. That's what happened. This is, this is what that's co uh, called, you know? Um, I, first of all, I went through a traumatic experience prior to uprooting myself. And then I uproot myself. Um, I'm still physically in pain from an injury, right? So it's like all of these things. My, the relationships I was able to form in Texas were very loving and secure. And I am so blessed to still call them friends, even if it's just on social media, right? Because it's been a while since I've even been there again. I don't think I ever will. Um, but now you bring up the fact, you, you make that connection that it wasn't just the weather. And you're right, it was the weather in part. I mean, I had a heat stroke that summer. And then when that ice, fell and I was locked in for like four days because of black guys on the road and nobody go anywhere. I was so freaking miserable. I mean, talk about manifesting the sunshine in the Caribbean. I was so focused on not, you know, going crazy for the first time locked in a block of ice. And so, and then it was the cultural shock of the fact that I really, even though I went through some training, I really wasn't a teacher. Um, I'm kind, I kind of al almost always knew that that wasn't the job for me. It wasn't authentic. It was not soul aligned. It wasn't really the job that I knew would be it for me. However, I went and gave it my all and obviously tried my hardest because it was definitely a stepping stone. And I knew it from the beginning. And so with that awareness came a moment of realization just before the end of the school year on spring break and going, I really don't think this is good for me and my mental health. And just having the opportunity to say, I'm just not going to go back. And so I didn't. The next time I, I never went back to the classroom, donated everything along with my resignation, I said everything in my classroom, please take it, donate it to the kids, the books, everything. And then um, three or four months later, I had packed everything from Texas and I was on a road trip to Florida. Did you have any idea what you were going to do in Florida or did you just? Yes. So what I did was, and, and this is strategic thinking, right? <laughs> um, prior to that, Dallas job landing on my lap you know it's a true blessing to that that just happened and I think they do it every year but I didn't know that they did that like Texas goes to Puerto Rico to take bilingual teachers right um but this is the first time I had ever heard of it so it was a blessing at the time and before that job landed on my lap I was pondering getting a real estate license in Puerto Rico right because I was disabled from my job and at that point, you know, financially shaken up, 
because of the car and, and medical bills and whatnot, I was already pondering not going back to finish my master's and paying all of those bills and all of that. And so I, I was deciding whether or not to get the real estate license. And so when, when I moved to Texas and quit school, quit being a teacher, I said, okay, well, I'm going to get the real estate license. That was my first intuition. Where am I going to do it? It's not going to be in Texas. And so I <laughs> uh, came to Florida and here I am. I'm still a licensed real estate professional. I just don't necessarily um, assist anyone in that capacity at all. Well, before I go forward with all that, the one thing I wanted to ask you about that you mentioned with your master's, you said you were pursuing a master's in screenwriting. Have you yes. ever thought about actually putting something together for like, like a movie or TV show? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's obviously there. It's just there more in the back of my mind. But if you think about it, I think if you think about my content <laughs> um, and what I do in social media, there's a lot of script, uh, script writing there because I'm trying to come at it from both points of view, from the point of view of me as the person on this side of the screen and from the point of view of you on the other side of the, of the screen. And it may be why my creativity manifests in such a way. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, I had never put two and two together. Well, the reason that I asked and the reason why that got my attention is because I've been thinking about writing something for at least 20, 25 years. And I finally, five years ago, started writing something that I've had in mind for a long time. I still haven't finished it. I mean, I don't know what it is about, you know, being a writer and just not finishing stuff. But I, I just really caught my attention because I was like, oh, man, you know, that's something that I probably should have done myself after my bachelor's. So that's awesome. I, I hope that you do have the ideas that you keep pushing forward and maybe something will come together and maybe we'll see your name in the credits someday. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely not, not been in the forefront, but I love that you're bringing this into, into my sphere because yeah, because everything is so beautifully designed and so it just opens my, my curiosity. So we'll definitely follow up on what you've been working on and what I can work on. Well, what I've been working on is a, so it's kind of, I keep bouncing it around between being a novel versus being like an actual thing that could be a series and is based on my experiences in high school and not completely like true to life because some of it is a little bit like, I hate to use the word fun, but definitely geared in a way because if I told my actual 100% authentic life story, I don't think it could be like a series or an actual story. So it, I use based on as a way to describe what I'm doing. I also, I, I have a couple other ideas. I mean, I don't want to make this all about me, but uh, I have ideas based on like my dating experiences and my work experiences. I, I have a lot of ideas, but the the high school thing is like the main one. That's the one where I'm like, that's really me at the core. So that that just kind of tells you what I've been working on, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's it really opens the door to a ton of questions that um, that just come up. High school is so it's just so important um, in our development. So I'm not surprised that you'd be pulled in that direction or inspired with that history. And I mean, it helps that I've been thinking about it since I was in high school. So we're talking at least 25, 26, 27 years of thinking this idea over. And I think that's why five years ago, I was like, all right, look, it's time to put this on paper a little bit. I've been thinking about it a long time. So, and now I'm, I've kind of gotten back to that point where I'm like, all right, seriously, I'm not getting any younger. Like, let's get this down on paper. So it's something that I'm hoping that I'll eventually actually do and put in print and finish up one way or the other. So... But yes, Mark, this is your sign to get to work on that. It is. 2022 is a new year. It's time. So I appreciate your curiosity on that. I am curious now to kind of get back to your story a little bit. And so you got your real estate license. You're in Florida. And somewhere along the line, you decide to become a coach. How did that materialize? So it was a combination of realizing that corporate America from home with a toddler whom I really want and we agree is the priority, right? Because if you want to make your job the priority, be my guest. Right. But we communicated about it and it was established that I would be a stay at home mom who works full time <laughs> from home in corporate America with all of the benefits. And of course, that's great. Thank you so much, Uncle Sam. Um, but it just it just didn't work again. It didn't it didn't flow. It didn't feel. And um and when I say corporate America, I mean, I was a real estate agent in corporate America. And so the, there's that combination of not necessarily having the autonomy in my real estate business that most realtors get to have and not being able to have the freedom, right, of time management and client management, so on and so forth, because I was in real estate, but in a corporate position. And so the pandemic hits. I get furloughed, wah, 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 along with so many people. And it was a moment of, okay, well, what's next? Because this, this girl who pursued a summer job starting at 14 every year of her life until she was uh, pretty much graduated um, college. And that's when I got a full-time job and then school became, you know, the part-time, right. Um, but I was always a full-time student with a part-time job. And so becoming a stay-at-home mom with no source of passive or active income for me, it just, it just doesn't align either. Right. It, it just goes hand in hand for me to have a source of income. And so I've always pursued, um, certain endeavors. For example, I have my Etsy jewelry shop and that's for antique and vintage jewelry because I've been collecting jewelry since I was 14 and making money. And so um, I, I love going out for estate sales, antique shops and getting pieces of history and really sharing that. And my Instagram was all about jewelry way back in the day. And I still have some of those contacts and it's an amazing community of gemologists that we have here in the States. And, um, and so that was super fun. Find it on Etsy. It's still available. Sometimes I have a sale. Sometimes I'll post uh, a listing. And so that's been going on for years. Before the pandemic, um, I wanted just to experiment with makeup. And so I sold for Lipsense, you know, one of those MLMs. 
And that was going great as well. I loved doing my makeup on Instagram and sharing it. Um, their highest selling point on lip sense is uh, on Senegens is the lipstick that never rubs off. It's like it stays there for 12 hours. And so even though that was pretty handy with a mask, when the pandemic hit, I didn't feel right pushing makeup. You know, I lost my corporate job along with a along with a ton of people who were quarantined, not worried about makeup, fearing for their lives, you know, lost their jobs. It didn't feel so aligned for me to be on camera all day pushing makeup, right? And so when the time, it all really happened at the same time the pandemic hit and at the same month I was supposed to re-sign, kind of like renew my membership. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. I don't want to do this while everyone is quarantined. And so I let it go and that was fine. And one month into my, my furlough, all of these things are, you know, in the surface because all of this is going on and I'm reevaluating my history, my life at my age. So I'm, I'm turning 37 this year. Um, I can't really keep sampling like I did for many years. Oh, I'm just, I'm going to do this for a while and see how that feels. Well, that didn't feel right. I'm going to wear this for a while and try this on for size and see how that feels. Well, at our age, we're not in a position to really do that. At least I don't want to be like that forever. Right. And so I really pondered prayed, journaled, uh, you know, lit my incense and lit my candle and really listened to try to figure out what would really fill my cup spiritually, help me help people, uh, make our family uh, even stronger, help me help my child. And so I came across the, the crossroads was literally, do I go back to school to finish a master's in psychology and get back in like that student loan type of thing? Um, or do I do something else? What is that? And within the same, I mean, I prayed about it. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm very uh, spiritual. And so I prayed about it. And literally was prompted in the middle of the night, I do not do this. I go to sleep and I always stay there. But in the middle of the night, prompted to get my computer. So I got my laptop out, started researching alternatives, but still working with psychology. And I discovered Journey. And two days later, I was enrolled. And six months later, I was certified as a life coach using positive psychology every day. And it's been so wonderful. Wow. I, I can understand where you're coming from as far as like sampling out this and sampling out that. I have, so I had a job, great job for 10 years. I received a buyout package and really it was offered. I shouldn't say they gave it to me. They offered it. They were restructuring. I took it. And since then, for whatever reason, I have not been able to land full time, like in a non-contract way with a company. I've just been bouncing from contract to contract to contract. And it's, I, I think that would have been great 15, 20 years ago, but you know, I'm 43 years old now, just turned 43 last week. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to keep bouncing around and, you know, going from job to job. And I can definitely understand how you feel as far as like, I think for me this year, I really want this to be the year where I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do. And, you know, maybe limit the bouncing around because it just kind of gets to a point where, your life may seem and feel stable, but it's like not completely stable. And I mean, I, I can understand too, where you kind of discovered that that corporate setup is not really for you. 
So I think when you're that kind of person, it's a lot more difficult to find your way and to find that thing. So I'm really glad that you were able to find something that fulfills you and allows you to maintain the awesome work from home lifestyle, which I've adopted for the past like six, seven months. And it's amazing so far. So yeah, I, I really can understand. And I think it's amazing that you found something that fulfills you. Yeah, it's been it's been definitely fulfilling in in different ways. And I think when it comes to being an entrepreneur, um, part of that fulfillment comes and stems from your own personal thoughts and definitions about success and and how you interact with failure or not, right? Um, how you let it get in the way or not. And so sampling, there's nothing wrong with sampling. If, if, I mean, I think it's one of the beauties of being a freelancer is that you get to bounce around and you're never in the same spot. And there's a certain thrill that comes with that. Um, and, and with that thrill and with that back and forth and bouncing all around comes a definitive mindset and a definitive um, structure. And so if you are part of that great resignation and you're listening to this and you want to quit your full-time job and design a life that is more soul aligned and that really plays to your heartstrings, then know that it's going to be a massive change, but also know that it's not impossible. And it's I, I still feel like I'm sampling. Why? Well, precisely because I have several sources of income. And so I sample from one if I'm not sampling from another, right? Um, you know, if, if I see a gap in, in my in one of my businesses, the other business fills it up, so on and so forth. And then once you have the freedom to choose, it opens up the, the, the world to, oh, you could do this and you could do this and you could do that. And, um, or not, I mean, by all means, um, oh, hang on. Looks like we lost your video. There you are. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I got a call real quick. So we, anyway, yes. We can go on. You'll find a spot to just edit that out and we can continue. It's all good. No, we can uh, just hit up uh, another topic right from there. So I actually have something I want to ask, which is, it looks like based on your website, you have an emphasis on mindfulness, confidence, and hope. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, okay. So... I just feel, so Song of Myself, do you know where it's from? Do you know what that is? I do, only because I did my research. It's from a Walt Whitman poem, right? Yes. And so Walt Whitman is an American transcendentalist poet, famous. And Song of Myself was his original flame. And then it turned into his life's work, Leaves of Grass, right? And if you read the poem, it's an epic poem. And by that, I mean, it's epically long. It's got like 42 parts. And it's, I mean, it's its own world, right? And it was, it may be the anchor to my time in literature school, right? And, and to my experience in college, because it stuck with me deeply. And hope, mindfulness, and confidence are the three most predominant themes that I see in the poem that have really molded 
my own experience as a child still. I mean, I, I go back through my journals in high school and hope is all over it. I have the tabs where, where I speak about hope. And mindfulness, well, I mean, not knowing what mindfulness was, I've had a mindfulness practice since I was in middle school, burning my little incenses and uh, listening to, um, I don't know, music that I like and, and listening to birds every single morning. I've been doing that forever. And so having a mindfulness practice came very naturally to me. And then confidence, well, as a coach, <clears throat> figuring out um, what to focus on to help others on. Well, these are the three core elements that I can really assess and really get a feel for and assist. And so my hope series was born quite naturally and truly inspired. And it's been wonderful to share. And then out of that, um, obviously a consistent mindfulness practice that I love to share on Instagram and remind people to take a moment to breathe and to, you know, bask in the sun. And then um, the confidence is really just a combination of everything. Because when everything is the way it not should be, but at its best, then there's a confidence that just naturally shows up. And so how are you going to meet it? It's really part of the work that I do. And so that's, that's how I integrated the poem with really this entire identity. And so it's some of myself uh, jewelry on Etsy, some of myself coaching, some of myself blog. Um, yeah. So who, who are your clients? Who are you helping to build up their confidence and hope and mindfulness? So I definitely would say the majority of my clients, because it's really the exception, whoever, whoever shows up at, at my account and it's not highly sensitive. So as a highly sensitive person, um, most of my clients are also highly sensitive. Then it becomes a more intuitive experience. Um, however, I, this was also something I had to ponder on and something I had to pray about because, for example, working, I, I could have narrowed. So as an entrepreneur, you have to figure out what is my niche, right? Just like what you just asked me, who is my client? And so I had to decide who do I want from the bottom of my heart to serve and, and to assist in this life journey. And I, again, I was at a crossroads of, do I focus on, you know, members of my church? Do I focus on realtors? I could coach realtors, right? I've been a realtor for seven years. I could definitely get certified as a life coach and only assist realtors in their journey. And so that was, of course, another thing. Um, I could help moms who are in MLMs because I've been one and I could easily be another one, you know, you know, sign up again and be one again. And so all of these definitions, and I realized being highly sensitive is my identity because I am a highly sensitive person, aside from everything else, aside from Christian, mom, entrepreneur, whatever, whatever, deep down to my core, I'm a highly sensitive person who has gone through a 20 some year journey to figure out how do I relate to my sensitivities and how can I transform them into power? And so allow me to help others do the same. And aside from being highly sensitive, well, I would definitely love to open my doors and I do it all the time to anyone who wants to improve on their mindfulness, who feels hopeless and wants to explore hope from a psychological perspective and anyone who is going through a moment where they feel like their confidence is shaken up a quick one hour reminder here and there depending on where your life is going meeting with a life coach meeting with me or with really any professional in the wellness industry would be so amazing totally recommended well i can tell you just from the amount of time I've spent talking to you here 
and on the wisdom app, I mean, you have such a great energy. I mean, you have, without even coaching me or advising me on anything, you have me very uplifted and feeling good. So I have no doubt that you will continue to be successful in coaching and anything else that you decide to do, which kind of segues me to the next question, which is what's next for you? You know, you've done the Etsy, you've done the real estate, you've done coaching, and you've done a lot. You've overcome a lot. You've done a lot. What's next for you? Do you have anything else planned? So, I mean, something else planned. Mm, I feel like uh, as a content creator, there's always something else, right? Because we're always on the move when it comes to exploring. Um, I have my own goals and my own you know, the, my own things that I love to focus on manifesting, right? And so all of these writings here and there that I want to compile into a book, you know, I have that aspiration as well. I think I pretty much wanted to write a book pretty early in life. Now, my six-year-old, let me tell you, Mark, my six-year-old wanted to do this. My six-year-old wanted to have meaningful conversations in English. And so I just want to thank you for this precious time and for inviting me to share my experience. And so what's next? Well, I pondered this question at the end of the year, you know, because end of the year, New Year vibes is all about word of the year and, and what are your plans? And my husband and I have been doing word of the year together for, I would say, the past four years. And doing the word of the year doesn't really mean much, except, you know, we check in on the word and how we are doing, I would say at least four times a year. And so we pondered that word together. But of course, I, I wondered and, and waited to see what I wanted for my business. What do I want for this year to be like? And it was really about more of what I was able to manifest upon getting certified, more meaningful connections, more meaningful conversations, more experiences where I maneuver my spirituality in a way that allows me to be there for others as, a, as an empath, as a healer, as a light worker, as a coach, um, all these things. And so I'm hoping that this year will be just a magnification of those endeavors that I'm still currently work on because the work is never done. Very true words for all of us that are content creators. The work is never done. I can definitely relate to that. I think every time I feel like something is wrapped up, it's not actually wrapped up. So look, I we've been talking for a little while. I know you need to get back to your reality and your life here. So I'm just going to ask you, how can people get in touch with you? How can they work with you? Where are you located on social media? Go. Yes. Thank you, Mark. So if you're on Facebook and not on Instagram, just search the page Song of Myself Coaching. That's where it's at. Uh, that's where it's at. And then I really do spend most of my time. So in, if you needed to contact me in the DMs, then that would be Instagram. And that would be songofmyself.ig. Um, if you want to look into antique and vintage jewelry, by all means, find my Etsy shop, Song of Myself Jewelry. You see a pattern here? Yep. And, um, <laughs> and then my website is somcoaching.com. And I am also somcoaching on Twitter. So awesome. there you find all the links to book, collaborate, um, send your questions. I mean, I am here for you. I say this in almost all of my posts. 
And I mean it because it's really about, you know, what do you need and how can I facilitate that clarity? And so I am here. Awesome. Well, I hope you continue to be here because you have such a great energy. You have a great story and you have to be one of my favorite people that I met in 2021. And I, I love your energy and your spirit. And it was great to have you as the first guest in 2022 on Mark My Words. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. It was just as amazing as it was that they randomly came into my talk on wisdom. Yes, thank you so much, Mark. I am so honored. And I hope to see you on wisdom again. I just started back on wisdom yesterday. So I hope to see you or any one of our listeners on a talk on wisdom. Yeah, I I talked on wisdom again in December. Like I've kind of been off and on the past like couple months. I mean, you know, life happens, life kind of gets in the way, but it's definitely on my agenda to hop back on and be a little more present, but we shall see. I guess as a top mentor, I want to uh, try my best to do that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, look. Yeah, no was... pressure. You're doing great. Thank well, you so much. Oh, well, no problem. This was the first episode of 2022 of Mark My Words, Gracie Ellen Moore, ICF Certified Coach. Thanks again for your time and your wisdom and your energy. I'm Mark Schmidt, and I will be back soon with a new episode of Mark My Words. Thanks a lot. Thanks again for taking time out of your busy day to listen to Mark My Words. If you would like to connect with me beyond the show, you can find me on LinkedIn at Mark Schmidt, where I will be talking about entrepreneurship, careers, and anything else that is on my mind. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Nimrod1979 and Nimrod79 respectively. This podcast also has a page on Instagram at MarkMyWords. And finally, if you want to leave me a voicemail or check out what I'm up to with the podcast, come find me at podpage.com slash mark dash my dash words. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back with a new episode soon. Bye for now. Bye for now.